Are you ready to have your website get found by the right people? Are you looking to rank at the top of Google so you get more traffic to your website? Are you ready to learn how to use SEO and content marketing to grow your organic traffic? If so, you are in the right place, my friend. Welcome to the Simple SEO Content Podcast, where I show you how to combine the power of SEO, search engine optimization, and content marketing to build your like, know, and trust factor with your audience, which allows you to get found by the right people and turn those visitors into buyers. No more frustration or confusion and no more time wasted wondering if you're doing your SEO right. It's time to learn how to use SEO and content marketing to grow your business. Hi there, and welcome to the Simple SEO Content Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Lintag, and today we're going through five SEO tips for beginners. So if you've wanted to learn how to do SEO for a while, or you're trying, but you're not sure if you're getting it right, this episode is going to be great for you. We're going to go through five things that you can do right now that involve no code, no programming, that'll help you boost your website's trust with Google, which will help you boost your website's rankings so that you get found by more people and get more organic traffic. And organic traffic is what we're looking for here because organic means free. So the very first thing I want you to understand is that you need to choose a different keyword for every page on your website or blog post that you create. So if you currently have the same keyword on all of your pages or all of your posts, I'm going to want you to change that because you're limiting your site's potential visibility. Google is only going to rank your site a maximum of two times for any given keyword, which means if you're targeting the exact same keyword on 10 pages, you're going to have a maximum of two chances to rank. Whereas if you were targeting 10 different keywords on 10 different pages, you could potentially rank 10 times for those different keywords. So you want to make sure that you're choosing a unique keyword for every blog post or website page. You're going to want to keep a master running list so you know what keywords you've gone after so that you don't cannibalize your own results in the future. So just start an Excel doc or a Google doc or whatever's going to work, probably something online that you can easily reference back and know whether or not you've previously used this particular keyword. So you want to make sure that you keep track of that as you've got a different keyword for every page. The next tip is that you need to choose a keyword that your personal website or blog can rank for. And the keyword that you can rank for is going to differ from every single website. It is going to be dependent upon your website's authority, meaning how long has your site been around? How many links do you have? How trustworthy is it in Google's eyes? How authoritative it is, is it in Google's eyes? It's also going to be dependent upon the competitiveness of the keyword. The more hyper-competitive the keyword, the bigger the keyword, the more search volume associated with the keyword. Generally, the more competitive the keyword and the harder it's going to be to rank for. It's also going to be very dependent upon your particular niche. How authoritative are the websites within your niche? Is it going to be easy for you to outrank them or is it going to be very challenging 
because they're super authoritative websites. So your perfect keyword is going to be different from my perfect keyword, and it's going to be different from anyone else's perfect keyword. So your keyword is the one that is the best intersection of the things we're looking at. So it has the most search volume possible. Don't worry if it's small. If it's got 40 or 50 searches a month or even 25 searches a month, that is not necessarily a bad thing because 40 or 50 people who are highly interested in what you have to offer who are finding you can lead to sales. So don't worry about small search volume. You want the best search volume of the options that are available to you. But if it's a small search volume, it's still okay. Then you want the best chance of ranking for that keyword. Now, what I generally tell my students to do while they're getting their feet under them and they're understanding and learning this is take the keyword you're thinking about using and go to Google. And I want you to see who's ranking on page one particularly in positions one, two, and three for the keyword that you're thinking about using. If they're really super similar to you, they're competitors, they're local to you, they're similar size sites, you're probably on the right track. However, if they're really big, we're seeing Amazon, Etsy, Realtor.com, Nordstrom, we're seeing big, big sites, you probably need to go ahead and look for a different keyword. And I know I said probably, but the reality is you need a different keyword because you're never going to beat them. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. It's just the way it works. I don't want you wasting time. I want you to get results from the work that you're doing. So make sure you're going to Google and you're looking for something where the search results that come back with that keyword are very similar to you because that's going to be the best indication that you have a good chance of ranking for that site or for that particular keyword. Your site has a good chance of ranking for that keyword. Now, tip number three, I want you to write a great title tag and I want you to use your keyword in this. Now, your title tag is one of those interesting elements. It's an optimization element, meaning it's one of the places that Google looks to understand what your content is about and they read it in your code. However, it's also for your ideal customer. Your title tag shows up above your URL in the search results so that people see it and are more likely to click through to come to your website. The click-through rate on your title tag will impact your overall keyword ranking. If your click-through rate is lower than average, that can impact your keyword ranking. If it is at or above average, that can positively impact it. So you want to make sure that you're writing a title tag that's going to entice your ideal customer to click through and come learn about your website because you have a solution for their search. Your title tag should be a maximum of 60 characters, and that includes spaces, and you want to use your keyword in there. Um, if you can include a bonus, like a call to action term, shop, learn about, discover, find out, We've actually seen in research studies up to a 30% increase in the click-through rate just by using that action verb. So if you can add it in there and keep within the 60 character limit, it's a great thing to do as long as you're still using your keyword. Next, we're going to do a meta description. And your meta description is the same way. It's in the code for Google, but it also shows up in the search results 
for your ideal customer. So your meta description shows up underneath your URL in your search result. And it is the next thing that helps a consumer decide whether or not they're going to click through and come to your website to learn more. You want to write your meta description in sentence format. You want to include your keyword. If you can include your business name in your title tag or meta description or both, it's great to do that. Your meta description requirement is 160 characters maximum, also including spaces. So those are going to be your first couple things that you're going to do that are going to be really helpful for Google and your ideal customer. Number five is for Google alone, but your ideal customer is still going to benefit. So Google is going to read the image file names. So the name in your picture, Google's going to read that. So I don't want you to update your photos. I don't want you to upload any more photos to your website like straight from your phone or straight from your camera, image six, seven, eight, none of that. I want you to start optimizing your image names for SEO. I have a blog post on this on the website. I will put that in the show notes so that you have it um, easily, easy to find. But you're going to want to use your keyword and you're going to want to use dashes, the ones that look like minus signs in between the keywords to help Google read it and understand it. Google sees the dash, the one that looks like a minus sign as a space. Now, bonus tip here, if you want to include your business name with the spaces, with the dashes in between, Google will then show your images when people search for your business name. If they click on images, all of your blog posts, all of your website photos, anything like that that you've optimized will show up. One more thing to talk about with images before we go, actually two more things. So a bonus here from an SEO standpoint is the alt text. So you have a chance when you are uploading your images to your website, you can set alt text. I want you to go ahead and use your keyword in there. That's going to help both the search engine to understand what that image is about, but it's also going to help screen readers to understand it. So put in that keyword along with your image description because that's gonna help then any consumers who are using a screen reader along with Google. The last thing I want you to do is make sure that you are compressing your files or minifying your images before you upload them to your website. So if you're on WordPress, there are some plugins you can use. I have clients who use WP Smush. It's pretty easy. You just put your photo in there and it goes ahead and does it for you. If you're a photographer and you use Photoshop or Lightroom, you can save for web. That'll help you create a much smaller version of your photo. If not, you can use a program like JPEG Mini. That's the one I happen to use. You put your photo in there and it saves it as small as possible. You don't want to lose your file resolution, but big, giant files load really slowly. We don't need real slow loading files on our website because people have the attention span and the patience of a gnat. Which it's just the way it is when it comes to websites. If your website loads slowly, if it takes more than three seconds for your website to load, people are going to bounce away, meaning they're not even going to wait for it to load. They're just going to leave and go somewhere else, which is going to give you a high bounce rate which Google doesn't like. And so they're going to be less likely to rank you high in the search results because you don't provide a good user experience. And I don't want that to happen to you. So make sure you're not only um, optimizing your image file name, you're adding in your alt text, and you're reducing your file size so that you have a nice speedy 
website because Google does love a speedy website because they know consumers love speedy websites. If you're ready to learn more, make sure you visit the freebies tab on my website. You can get the SEO content quick start guide and then sign up for the website traffic booster class while you're there because I'm going to teach you even more. Both of those are free. They're here to help you learn. And when you're ready, join me in simple SEO content where I'm going to walk you through all of this step by step. And I'm going to make sure that you have everything you need to know in order to get success and get organic traffic. I'll see you back here next week. That's all for today's episode of the Simple SEO Content Podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you visit my website, etchedmarketing.com, and visit the freebies tab. Right there, you're going to find the SEO Content Quick Start Guide along with the free SEO class. So you'll have everything you need to know to get started with SEO and content marketing. Then do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, if you would do a rating and a review of this podcast on your favorite platform, that would really help spread the message. And I do greatly appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can always DM me on Instagram at Etched Marketing Academy, and I will see you right back here next week.